Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Board. Do our intro. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt. It's, it's, okay. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Eric Clark with the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. And today we are coming to you from on location. We're at Antler Archer here out of Wisconsin Rapids for the HHA USA Archery Shoot. And we got a couple of folks with us at the table today. We're going to talk about the Dust It Off project with uh, Tyson and Kaylee. Kayla. Kayla. Classic. Oh boy. I ruin everyone's name every episode. It had to be someone. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> you. <all> You're <laughs> like, this guy sucks. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us today. We'll uh, kill this music here and we'll, we'll kind of get into it. So we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button. And, uh, you know, we're kind of curious to hear about your story, where you're from how you got into archery and, and why you're at the HHA USA shoot, for starters. Uh, yeah, so I guess I've been shooting since I was probably 11 or 12. Just kind of got into it. This is an embarrassing story, and I've told this on oh, other podcasts. perfect, but good. I don't know. Yeah, great. We'll start off with the embarrassing things. Might as well. Get them uh, out of the way. Well, there's a lot of embarrassment around, but um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Kevin Costner movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know. So uh, who didn't at that age? Right, right. So I was probably 11 then, early 90s, and talked my dad into helping me buy a, my first bow, which is a, a bear compound bow, um, and it kind of took off from there. Shot that through probably early high school, late middle school, something like that, and then got out of it for a long time, a very long time. Uh, Graduated high school, went to basic training with the Army um, as a field artillery, enlisted field artillery, gun line guy shooting cannons, which is really cool. Um, went to college, did the ROTC thing, became an Army officer, field artillery officer, um, went on a deployment, and then came back and got back into bow hunting. You know, something to do, you know. Um, and from there, I taught myself how to tune bows, do all that stuff. When before the internet was a huge thing, you couldn't find things on YouTube. I, you know, get into books and magazines and asking questions to other people that knew how to do it, and taught myself. You know, from that point, self-taught everything I need needed to know to do my own work. Um, yeah, so kind of a self-taught, self-done. Ended up. Uh, I worked for a box store as an archery shop manager for a little over a year. Went on, like I said, I didn't go on. I was 
deployed at home as a rear detachment commander for the unit that I had actually deployed with to Iraq. Um, they they asked me to come back and stay as everybody, like pretty much the whole state of Iowa went to Afghanistan. Sure. So I was one of the few, you know, came back on full time for a year. And then after that deployment, people were coming, friends of mine were coming to me because they didn't want to go to the other box stores or other shops in the area. Uh, and asked me to start tuning bows again, so I started collecting, you know, presses and all that stuff, and started doing it in my basement again on my own independently and just custom work. I didn't have any retail space or anything like that. Um, then a few years ago, I moved to a different place. Uh, more recently, I took on a business partner, Travis, and we bought out an archery shop from Waterloo in a town, a big town, ten miles from where we live, that had been in business for like 30 years close to 30 years wow um so we took that on took all the inventory all the dealerships and moved them to a garage that we converted into a shop at my house now so i have a bow shop 30 yards out my back door nice 30 feet out my back door actually um and from there we started the dust off project which is uh, we run it as a nonprofit. We don't have our nonprofit status yet. We're working on that. But uh, we take donations of bows, used archery equipment, other gear, and we make sure it's in good working, serviceable condition. And long story short, we give it to veterans at no cost to them to get them into archery and the therapeutic uh, release, I guess, of shooting a bow and archery sports and hunting. And yeah, so have a good time with that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You guys have a bunch of stuff going on in addition to that. You get the archery shop that you said you bought, and then yep. you have a day job, and yep. you were in the uh, Army for quite some time. So, Almost, well, 21 years, 4 months, 17 days. Wow. So, you knew. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was medically retired um, because of PTSD and uh, a back injury, other knee joint, typical long-term service injuries that no longer qualified me to stay in and i took my parting check i guess and left so sure uh i had a great career i have no complaints so uh yeah it, that long career made me who i am today i guess and yeah so that's cool and so the the way you got your hands on the first bow for the Dust It Off project, you were kind of sharing that. If you want to share it with the folks that will yeah. be listening. So a good friend of mine that I hunt with, um, actually we have a connection through hunting dogs. Um, she reached out to me. She was a Navy veteran that was medically retired or medically discharged or whatever for a broken back injury. Actually, she suffered on duty. Um, got to the point where she couldn't shoot her bow anymore and asked me to find another veteran to give it to um and her only stipulation was i just the first time they harvest a deer or whatever turkey with it she wanted a picture in return that's the only payment she wanted um i'm sure she doesn't want the notoriety but she's responsible for getting the dust off project started um another friend of mine adam um he does he runs the urban herd group on facebook he's actually the one that came up with the name because we're you know brainstorming some stuff is how to continue that as a nonprofit and get donations and he's like how about we call it you know the dust off project you know and anybody that's most people would know that's military service wise anyway the dust off is a call sign for a medevac so the people are going to come and save your life 
when you need them the most is generally their call sign is dust off and also a play on words to the donation aspect of take your old archery equipment out of your closet, dust it off. Yeah, yeah, definitely a play on words, double meaning there for sure. So that was very fitting for what our purpose and goals in mind were at the time and and still are. So, uh, yeah, it all just kind of fell together. Um, You've been at it for about four years, you said? Yeah, three to four years. I, I, yeah, probably about three years, almost four now. Um, Pretty early into it, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I guess it would be a little over two years ago. We started... So first it was just giving out bows, you know, and keeping it on the down low. Um, then we, I came up with the idea of, like, let's put these on Facebook, you know, and whatever equipment they get, you know, not not a huge deal. I want to tell that, that individual story of their service and their deployments and what they've done in their career and get them some attention, you know, and some thanks versus the equipment that we give them. You know, that's kind of second nature so we started putting the soldiers and sailors or whatever, Marines, putting their stories into a Facebook format. First, we you know, would tell about what equipment they got and thank whoever donated that particular equipment. And then there's a whole other paragraph that we write that's, you know, their service, it, you know, whatever they did. Yeah, the whatever their history, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's kind of what I really think got a lot of people's attention is, you know, we, we see where this stuff's going and, you know, why they have it, so... Um, and then Chris actually reached out to me one day, sent me a text. Um, he had come up with my contact information through a former employee of his uh, and friend of his and called, sent me a message out of the blue. Hey, I'm Chris Ham. You know, I want to talk to you when you got some time. Okay, that's kind of weird. So, then, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know, I get off at nights, you know, call me, whatever. So he calls me and he's like, well, Hey, I'm Chris and I want to help out with what you're doing. I think it's really awesome. You know, went on for a little bit and I was like, okay, you know, what exactly you want to do? And he's like, well, I own HHA sports, you know, I'm like, Holy cow. You know, this guy's industry giant is calling me. That's a nobody and wanting to help, you know? So Chris got on board really early and actually donate sites to the bows that we need them for. Um, so that's, more than I could have ever dreamed of when this all started, um, and since then I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a bunch of companies here. But Expedition Archery Bows has jumped on board with us. Um, Dangler Case, Atomic Rods, Gas Bow Strings, Twisted X Bow Strings have donated some. Um, yeah, so it's it's turned into this huge huge thing that we never even imagined when this started. When the cause is powerful, people like to be a part of giving to a cause like that. The bigger the cause, almost yeah. like the the better the result is in some cases, and that's yeah. a it makes sense why Chris reached up because look at the cause he's supporting and, yep. and anywhere and he can align. Yep, yeah, what Chris does. And, you know, he's a man with a big heart. Yep, and it's cool seeing other dust off bow recipients come to the Chris's shoots now because of yeah. the connection. Then you can build that camaraderie through the events too. Yep. Yep, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, it's been a been a wild ride in the last two to three years of how this all fell together, and and, and you're getting folks that haven't ever shot a bow yep. before in their life. Yep. I mean, yeah, right here. Yeah. Well, she's not a recipient, but <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. This. I mean, it's it's a similar story. Is something I joke about, but it's it's very true. Is 
I've never seen a sad person shooting a bow. You no. Know, you put a bow in somebody's hands, and they're not thinking about any other issues they have or whatever's going on. It's it's them and their bow, and they're focused on, you know. It's putting, a very intimate putting. experience, you know, and it's very intrinsic, too. You're very, like, inwardly kind of focused on just the target at hand and, and that release that you get there. And, yeah. Yeah, it's therapeutic. Yep. It's not like shooting a firearm. No. No, at it's all. not. Nope. I, I would say it's almost like, yeah, you'd almost compare a... A bow to a sailboat and a gun to a motorboat. You know, it's just a different experience. That yeah. silent but deadly kind of thing that you can can do. Sailing's probably not deadly necessarily, but it's quiet, and you're still you're still having energy come out of something more naturally. It's a really cool experience. Yep. Yeah. Coming for a guy that's only sailed like once or twice. <laughs> Never been. On <laughs> but a it's sailboat. awkward. You're like, wait, we're moving pretty fast. We're moving like forty miles an hour. There's no motor on this I thing. I usually have to dodge them <laughs> out on Lake Michigan. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool though, watching a veteran come in, and um, we have a connection through Retrieving Freedom trains service dogs. Sure. Um, so that's we get a few guys through there, a good deal of them, you know, come in, and uh, you know, you obviously they're there for other reasons, and I normally know why, but uh, you know, you give them a bow, and they're you know, kind of oh whatever, you know, and they put an arrow into the target there in the shop, and turn around with a big smile on their face and yeah, yeah, that's exactly why we do it yep. mm-hmm. you know and it, i i mean i get to see that up close and personal firsthand you yeah. know and it's i can sit here and describe it to you but if you don't see that and don't experience it and kayla's seen that other people coming in the shop not even necessarily recipients but first time bow shooters and they're nervous and she's like oh i've only been shooting for three or four months you know it's here you go you know sure. learn, you know and they they build that confidence just from hearing and she's how, just about better know. than chris so yeah, yeah. Almost. <laughs> we'll see. We might have to drag him out. I like that you get your target set on him right now. That's pretty great. <laughs> so, hey, I was only seven points under him last time we shot together. So That's, That's awesome. good. So when you picked up a bull for the first time. I was a mess. Yeah. Tell us about it. Was I, it intimidating? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I shook so bad in my life before. I was terrified. Were you terrified of just missing the target altogether or <laughs> the mechanics of it I mean, all? A or? little bit of everything. I had no idea what I was doing. I was afraid I was going to hit my wrist or put a hole in his wall somewhere other than the target. And I don't know. He helped me calm my nerves. And now I get mad when I can't shoot. I was out for a week because I wasn't feeling well and I messed up my arm and couldn't draw back my bow. And I was getting mad that I couldn't go out and shoot. It's very meditative. It is. You, you know, if you don't have that time, it's kind of like the solitude. It's this time to kind of get the batteries into neutral or you know, recharge or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I can see that. I think he was getting frustrated with me because I was frustrated that I couldn't shoot and I was taking it out on him. <laughs> Sometimes when I stretch, I actually like will do like this, and it makes me feel like I'm about to shoot my bow, so that feels good. Well, we have cameras on our front porch, and I was telling him the other day, like, I was waiting for him to call me and be like, why are you doing that with your arms? Because I was out there trying to, like, pretend to draw back my bow, figuring out what I did to my arm. And I was waiting for him to see it on camera and to make fun of me, but he wasn't watching at that time, so it was all good. I missed that, but, uh, well, to add some context to our story, like, our our shop's basically, it was a two-car garage. We blocked off two-thirds of the front, so it's, like, 16 by 20 pretty small and we shoot at less than 10 feet and our target's four by four so it's That's a lot of power that's there's, a lot of energy going into one spot yeah there's been two people that have missed the target in the shop and i was one of them and another one was a just a fluke mistake you know so you know but 
she was so nervous. Like, literally, you know, you're shooting at the wall. You can't miss. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, so. Yeah, but that string hitting the wrist, that's a, that hurts. And that's what everybody you know? is worried about. Like, my wife is, like, refusing to pick up a bow because of that. Like, she shot archery in high school, and there were so many people, including yeah. herself, that would, like, that's because your form's wrong, you know. Your form, your, yeah, the, the, the bow might is wrong, too yeah. long, too short, you know, there's. But that's where it, it pays. I'm not self-promoting here, but go to a good shop. Right. You know, go to a reputable shop. One that you're, I mean, there's a lot of good shops that people won't go into because they're not comfortable with the, the owner of the shop. You know, right. go to the next one. There, there's always somebody there. Yeah, the, people can come and go. Yeah, you know. search out a friend, you know, somebody that, you know, can point you in the right direction. Don't just settle on the one because he's the closest one you know mm-hmm. you get what you pay for and in, in a lot of these cases just like a car dealership or anything else go where you're comfortable spend your money where you're comfortable because you're going to get the best bang for your buck absolutely and you know find the find the shop that actually cares if they're not they're just there to make a buck right you know find the ones that care about it i mean buy. but you said you worked in a big box store and you were I the did. archery guy and so even yeah. if you're in one of those places maybe the guy behind the counter is still like a good dude that knows right. his stuff yep. so don't discredit them either yeah. necessarily but and right I, they're there to make a buck <laughs> like, I, I definitely so. don't have anything bad to say about my the place i used to work at they're great business great store great business model but at the time when i ran it the bow shop was mm-hmm. also the bike bicycle tech guys oh know? geez so that's so people yeah. would come in and hey i need my bowstring changed oh i got it back and it's a big piece of crap you know it's worse than when before you know like well, you took it to the shop guy. You know, come back when I'm working, you know, or one of my other guys that works. In then the you got to be mindful of that stuff. Yeah. Tech. You know, so I, they got a bad reputation for that, you know. And it's like going to a hair now. salon. It's like, well, I want my guy to, yeah, to, to yeah. do that one, my barber, not that other person. Yeah. They don't know how to do the fade job or whatever it is, right. you know. Or, you got you to gotta find where you're comfortable yeah. and don't settle for, you know, what's available. Mm-hmm. So That's a good point. Yeah, we, we're very customer-focused, you know, I'd rather tell somebody they need to leave and come back when we're busy than, you know, wait around and get mad. You know, I'm like, I want to spend that individual time with you to make sure you got exactly what you, you pay for, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, yeah, we do focus on a lot of women and youth because that's the future of the sport, right. really. Sure. You know, so anytime, yeah, bring your kids in. Let them knock stuff over. I mean, I, we got our own kids that go in there and, you know, shoot walls. Yeah, shoot, <laughs> shoot the walls, point your bows at you <laughs> while they're at full draw. You know, it, things happen. We understand that, you know, and but we want you to be comfortable with us. And we're not, you know, you break something, whatever, it's money. You know, yeah. no big deal. Or, you can always make more money, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, or a lot of the places you call them up be like, hey, something happened. Fluke accident, help me out here. And they understand that. And they want people to abuse their products and use them because that gives them good feedback too, you know. Yep. Right. So... Yeah, so we're we're not definitely not worried about people coming in and making mistakes and breaking something, and it's nature of the beast. So I dig it. That's yeah. a good that's a good perspective. Yeah. How many um, do you know? How many different states your bows have been sent out to? Do you have any good idea? Wise, I got to imagine you're covering a lot of ground. Yeah. With touching these people this I'm way, like not for really sure. I'm, I can think of probably four or five off the top of my head. Um, we do a lot of in local. I mean, state of Iowa is huge for military okay. anyway, and especially the area we live in um, with the units that are around. But uh, recently we sent one to F 15 fighter pilot in Colorado Springs, Colorado, oh, cool. which was super cool guy. Um, 
he was actually looking to buy a bow. I saw it come up on Facebook on a group I'm in, and it's like, hey, I got a deal for you. You know, he was a brand new shooter. He fit all the criteria. You know, let me let me help you out. You know, so we started conversation back and forth, and come to find out he's a fighter pilot. So we were, you know, joking about how much better artillery is than, than the Air Force <laughs> in general. You know, and my older brother is actually a not a fighter pilot, but he was retired from the Air Force also. You know, so. We got that connection and lives in Colorado Springs also. But, you know, and then so we actually, the bow that ended up going to him came, was donated by Mark Heck, who's the owner of Expedition Archery. So it had a big tag on it, it said Mark's bow. And I made sure I left that on there and told him, like, hey, this this came from super great dude. Uh, you know, so he got it. And, we take a picture, you know, normally in the shop, so we can put that on the Facebook thing. So we took a bunch of cheesy pictures and stuff and uh, with the bow and all the stuff that he ended up with it. Um, and then, what was it a month ago about? Yeah. We got a package in the mail. I had no idea what it was and open it up and there's a handwritten note from him. Call, call signs Diesel, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Dan Diesel. Um, just a super great guy, you know. It's one of those things that if we plan on getting out there sometime, I'm going to make sure I go out and meet him and shake his hand in person. But he sent along, I think they're 20-millimeter bullet casings. Okay. came from his jet, and he's, you know, had them inscribed with the Holy Dust shit. Project logo. Cool. Uh, I brought one to Chris at the last shoot, actually. He had there's seven or eight of them in there, and, like, I'll keep a couple for myself, but I'm going to give them out to some of the sponsors and stuff as, you know, a thank you to them for what they do. But there's a handwritten note, you know, appreciating what we did. Here's the story behind these bullets. And he's like, the other half's, you know, in northern Syria somewhere <laughs> on the ground. Dude. You know, in somebody, you know. Oh, that's that's pretty Yeah, awesome no shit. They came from a combat operation. and Yeah. yeah so, very cool. But, that's something. Yeah. That's, a, that's the kind of stuff that... Y- that stuff doesn't happen until you start to really dig into doing this work. Yeah. And then that's what really yeah. makes it feel so cool. Like the, the smiles, the turn around, I'm happy to shoot your bow. Yeah. That's the intrinsic stuff. But then this other stuff that is more tangible that other people get to then experience too because yeah. they can't see that smile. And that's how you extend that out further. We definitely don't expect anything in return. No, we absolutely not. Yeah. We absolutely love doing it and we want to do it. And just to get something like that, I mean, you're almost in tears. Like, that's yeah. pretty cool. That I yep. think that guy's that life that much that he took the time to do all this stuff for me yep. you know just to make sure i had something to remember it you know? it's impactful work yeah, so very cool yeah but yeah a lot of people approach situations wondering what they can get from it you're approaching it what can i give yeah, to always, it and and that's a different to give more yep and, yeah it's it's cool that's powerful so, well um, thanks for geez i mean hanging out with us here how do um i mean we'll help spread the word a little bit just by putting this out into our airwaves but yeah how else can we help um, and, and what can some of the people listening uh, do? Because there's a lot of vets that listen. Yeah, so you can get on. The biggest thing is, it's super long name, but it's The Dust Off Project by Sticks and Stones Archery. Look that up on Facebook. You can see all, most of the recipients, there's, we're a little behind, I think. A few more write-ups we need to do. I missed some of the initial ones because we weren't doing it at the time. But you can see, you know, through all the posts, some of the donors and what, what we're doing and um, those those service member stories just spread the word you know archery's it's good for the it's good for the soul you know you don't have to be a veteran by any means you know but if you're out there kind of want some stress relief or whatever and it it doesn't have to be expensive you know right 
a lot of you see these guys running around with a couple thousand dollar setups, but you can get just as much enjoyment out of it. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't too many years ago. I was shooting my hand-me-down bow for my dad oh, yeah. at stuff like this, and yep. I was feeling intimidated by some of the other folks with stuff that I don't even know how to pronounce on their bows. And yeah. I'm like, well, whatever. I'll let them fly. Like, who cares? You know, it's as, fun as for long me. as it's got something H H A on it. Yeah, right. It does now. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> Big so, shout out to these guys for yeah, putting these on. Yeah, that's a very rewarding experience and just a good bunch of people to be around. I've yeah. never met anybody, you know, there's a few, okay, I won't say never, but, you know, you generally go to an archery shoot and it's high fives and heckling and stuff. And Here it's, it's maybe fun. you get a couple hugs, that, yeah, you know, and it's, it's acceptable. Yeah. You know, people are there to help and they understand the frustrations and the joys of it, you mm-hmm. know, and they kind of go hand in hand once in a while, so... There's the highs and lows, but there's always somebody there that's that's been there and done there, or can coach you through an issue you might be having that you don't know, you know. So it's it's just a really great community to belong to. Absolutely. Yeah, my first shoot was an HEK shoot, and I was intimidated. And then I I didn't even want to do the practice round at first because there was too many people there. And then mm-hmm. I realized that no, they're just going to be there to help me. They're not going to be there to bring me down or tell me I'm yep. doing something wrong. Yep. They're all super supportive and. We, we've been to three out of the four now this year, and everyone that we've seen at the first one's been at the other one, so that's been really neat to see. Yeah, people really are more encouraging and uplifting than one would ever think. I don't know why we always think that it would be another way around. You get one bad experience like that, and then everything feels like it has that lens, but by and large, people are good. I, I think know? it's part of the competitive nature, though, too. Like You want to compete, and you want to be successful, just as you do, but... There's always that, well, if I screw up, I'm going to have a bunch of people laughing at me, and I'm never going to hear the end of it. Yeah. But if you can kind of put that out of your mind and go, you know, I can learn something from all these people, you know, maybe changing my form or whatever it is, you'll take that as constructive criticism, hopefully, and not a dig on your character. Yeah, that's, I don't know, I do... I wouldn't say I shoot competitively, but, you know, I'll pay the money to shoot against guys that I know are better shooters because I'm probably going to learn something just by watching them and being around them and, you know, picking up on that. So I – but, it, I mean, it's just like golf, you you know. Yeah. Golf with guys that are better golfers, you're going to naturally become a better golfer. That's a good point. Yep. So – but it – people are generally approachable too and hey tell me about your equipment you know why why do you use that or why do you prefer that over something else you know and a lot of the guys that have been doing it for a long time have had a lot of different things yep. and finally yeah. finding what yeah like i used to get made fun for using a whisker biscuit i'm like well whatever that works yeah, for me that's that where i'm at sure, you know yeah. and yeah. who cares and your setup i mean anybody that was looking at what you were doing when you pulled in here <laughs> Pelican case comes out, fancy sight. This big I don't long know if anybody knows, but that one went right back in the case too because it wasn't working for me today. You know? But yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. easy to intimidate people, and it's not that which that's not no. what you're trying to accomplish. No, not. But that's it's like an what, assault rifle versus my hunting rifle. You know, right. that, the mechanic. It's the same thing in the base, but one just looks a little bit like it's got some more teeth. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those things I enjoy dabbling. I'm always messing with the setup, so I'm never fully comfortable, but that's part of being a shop owner, too, is I, I want to try out things so I can recommend right. things. And, or yeah. this is why I prefer an HHA product over, you know, the competitor or the other way around, right. you know, and helping people find what's best for them because of my personal experience. So I'm trying to get myself away from, you know, constantly changing setups all the time, but it, it's... 
It's, that's good for what you do, though. That makes sense. Yeah, it'll you, shop you, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I never get. To it's the you have point a wide range like, oh, spectrum. This is the same bow I'm going to shoot for the next three or four years because I shoot it well. It's you know, let's try something else because this ain't doesn't feel right. To sure. Me. But I can pass that on to a customer. Of, hey, you know, this didn't work for me, but you might like it because I can see something in your shooting style that might help, or right. you know, it yeah. fits your budget, or whatever. I'm so. going to make sure you're not looking when I shoot. I don't want to. <laughs> not sure. No. He's just me shooting. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're probably better than I am. So uh, like... I shot the wall today. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Last time, the last one of these I was at, I shot a tree from what 90 yards away on accident. Yeah, that cleared the 60-yard target. We found and just the arrow. Kept on it going. So. Yeah. Yeah. I looked over what he was doing, and I was like, "Oh, that should be route right for me." And whew, he's like, "Did you not readjust?" I was like, oh, I no, I didn't." No, whatever. Just pictures. No, actually, the very first arrow I put out of my other bow that went back in the case and back to the car was. I didn't adjust my sight, and I hit the top of the target. But I was like, where'd that go? And the guy shooting next to me is, oh, it's in the UPC label at the top of the, you know, <laughs> left and right's good, but just way too hot. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, those things happen, and that was just, you know, yeah. human error right there. Yeah. But it just Human error, you get a little that. distracted. Maybe you, you were looking at adjusting something else, forgot to reset oh, yeah. the sight. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I was yeah. messing with my sight light, actually, because I couldn't see, you know, and that's part of the reason I went back in the case is it just didn't work in the, that setup didn't work in here with the light so right. sure but yeah that's things happen that's how know. it goes yep that's right learn from your mistakes and move on that's right so. well guys thanks for joining us on the show you know is this podcast number two three four five six Four or five. All right. Great. Cool. Well, we're, we're glad you got to hang out with us. We got some yeah. stickers and decals and stuff. We'll hook you guys oh, up good. with that. We're here for the stickers. All, <laughs> all right. right. <laughs> Another one for the boat case yes. if you want. Yeah. We don't got much to offer. Yeah, so. that's all right. All right. Well, uh, I'll end the recording, and this will be this will be out this week coming up. Awesome. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Thank you.